In this episode, we will be discussing a topic that so many people often get hung up on. What am I called to do? People don't want to simply work, but they also want to go after a deeper purpose in their lives. While yes, the Lord does call individuals to be pastors, teachers, and missionaries, not all have that specific purpose in the body of Christ. So, grab a Bible and open your hearts. We will get into all of this and more right now on The Great Sift. Welcome to The Great Sift Podcast. Through weekly installments, we provide content that will engage, encourage, and empower you as a believer in Jesus Christ. We tackle topics of the day, host interviews, and provide a biblical view on what is happening in the church and the world at large. So, Grab a Bible, open your heart, and let's begin to sift through all that God has in store. I remember when I was a kid, we had one phone in the house, just one, and it was on the kitchen wall. The kitchen was a central in our home, and wood paneling, the old floral pattern wallpaper... I can still smell the lasagna that my mom would cook. I mean, it would fill the entire house. It would just smell so good, and it would invite us into the kitchen. All right, now I'm getting hungry. (laughs) That's not the point of this at all. Okay. Uh, But on the wall, there was the only phone in the house. It was off-white. It had a rotary dial. If you don't know what that is, it's that that circle where it has all the numbers and you put your finger in the one and it has that ability to be a rotary dial. And it was connected to a phone cord that was 100 feet long. Yes, you heard me right. 100 feet. It was always tangled, and oftentimes we would have to let the receiver dangle while the cord unraveled. Is anyone out there tracking with me? If you, if so, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But for those of you who might be a little younger, it, just picture a receiver of a phone hanging and spinning for about two to three minutes as the entire cord literally unravels. Anyways, I remember when I was 13, I had given my phone number to a girl that I liked and was expecting a call from her one night. You see, I would have called her, but her dad didn't like me, (laughs) and he wouldn't let me talk to her on the phone. Well, I didn't tell my siblings or parents about her because I knew that that would just get me made fun of, and it was so difficult to keep this information from them due to the fact that there was only one phone in our home. So the night came where she was going to call me. As I was a 13-year-old boy, what did I do? I forgot she was going to call. (laughs) I was sitting in my room playing the original Nintendo Mega Man 2. I was trying to beat the quote-unquote Leaf Man level. Now, if you know, you know. Anyways, out of nowhere, I hear the ringing of the phone. And something inside of me jumped. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, oh no, I need to get that. I jump out of my beanbag chair. I run down the hall screaming, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. I needed to answer that phone call. No one else, me. I remember my brother seeing the urgency on my face, and he began to race me to the phone. After a firm shoulder block, I was victorious in reaching the phone first. (laughs) With a shortness of breath, I answered the call to hear the voice I hoped for. 
I then began to unravel the cord. <laughs> the full process was started, and I stretched that phone all the way to my room, closed and locked the door, and had the most epic seven-minute phone conversation that my 13-year-old self could ever have. (laughs) I got razzed by my brothers and my parents a bit, but I didn't care. I was in heaven because I had answered the call and I heard her voice. You see, sometimes this is how we can feel about our situations. No, we aren't 13-year-old boys wanting to chat with a cute girl, yet we are anxiously awaiting a call. The call. The call from the Lord where we unmistakably know that it is him and he tells us exactly what to do. We wait entertaining ourselves with all kinds of things. And once we quote unquote hear the call, then we race to listen, fighting off distractions or deterrence in order to know that we know that it is the right way to proceed. See, but the Lord has given us different means of hearing and engaging with him. Prayer is the primary way of communication that we are taught in communicating with God. A clear understanding of prayer is essential to the Christian walk. It is a place of showing honor and worship to God, confessing and repenting of our sinfulness and petitioning and requesting from the Lord. Worshiping is a great way to connect emotionally to God. We must be careful that the emotional connection is focused on Him and not upon us, though. We aren't worshiping our relationship with him. We are worshiping him, the creator of the universe, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who saves and redeems us, the one who makes the way of salvation possible by his sacrifice. Oh, we have much to worship him for. So if prayer and worship are ways we communicate to him, then how does he communicate with us? Well, through the written word of God. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. If you believe this is true, if you believe that all scripture is breathed out by God, then you will look at scripture in a new light. The words and stories are Jesus sitting with you, explaining, explaining himself to you. This is him sharing with you his heart and passion for the world and how you fit in it. You see, Joshua 1.8 tells us this, the, This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. If you want to be able to not only hear the call, but have confidence in what he's calling you to do, Meditate on the Word of God. That doesn't mean the Eastern mysticism, meditate and put yourself into a trance. That means understand and know the Word of God well enough that you're thinking about the things of the Lord throughout your day. You're thinking about that verse that you read in the morning. You're thinking about that verse that you read the night before. You're thinking about that story that Jesus spoke to you through the written Word of God and how it affects your life. Now, a lot of times Christians will spend hours upon hours asking God to speak to them what to do in their lives. They will worship for hours and hours, sit in an auditorium or sanctuary, asking God in the middle of worship to show himself and direct their lives. Yet he already has. 
Now, listen, I'm not saying there isn't a place for prayer and worship. There most definitely is. It is needed for us to continue to have the correct perspectives in our lives. But I often find myself missing certain places and times in my life where I had incredible moments crying out to the Lord. Yet the biggest growth and confidence that I have in the Lord or that any Christian finds is when they meditate on the Word of God. So, listen, I have great news for you today. If you find yourself frustrated with where you are with God, if you feel defeated thinking that others have found their calling while you sit there, quote unquote, not being used, you see, while reading, studying, and meditating on the Word of God, you will find your calling. Literally, you will find your calling. Again, not everyone, actually very few, are called to be pastors, teachers, and missionaries, but the calling that you have received and are called to walk in is of utmost importance. Did you know that God, through the Apostle Paul, has made it explicitly clear what you are called to do? That is, if you choose to follow God's calling. The purpose you are desiring that can change the world The purpose that you are desiring to impact people in deep, meaningful ways, it is within the very calling Christ has given you. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 11 through 21. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 through 21. And it says this, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others, but What we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, meaning Jesus, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised." From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Verse 18. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him, meaning Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Did you catch it? Did you hear your calling? Will you leap and run to get it? If you didn't catch it, let me break it down for you. There is a point of recognition and a call to action within what you are called to do. So let's start with your point of recognition. Ephesians 2 verses 1 through 3 explains our former state as such. 
and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you, in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature, it's important, by nature, children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. You see, we have to recognize this is the state that everyone, including us in the world, starts in. We were by nature children of wrath. We are subject to the wrath of God. Now, in recognizing this, we then realize our need for a Savior. We accept Jesus. And then verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 5 happens. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. This new creation is a regenerate heart. We are placed within Christ, and due to His imputed righteousness, we stand in complete right standing before God the Father. While still being tempted by sin and falling short, we now have the mediator of Christ Jesus, who intercedes for us daily. But due to this new nature, we are now given a calling. So what is this call to action? We see our clear calling in verses 18 through 20. And guys, this is so exciting. It's so beautiful. Verse 18, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You see, God has entrusted us with the message of reconciliation. We don't bring reconciliation. We share the message of reconciliation. So what is the message? Well, verse 19 says this, In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses due to Christ against them. I've added the due to Christ. This is the message. This is the calling. You will never find a greater calling than the offering, mess, than offering the message of reconciliation to people. This message may never put you on a stage, give you an incredible voice to worship with, or be visible to anyone except God. But oh, how great this calling is. The calling to help someone see the change God can make in their lives. I love how Paul begins verse 11. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Knowing the fear of the Lord. You see, Proverbs, Proverbs tells us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Paul is saying through the wisdom bestowed upon him, he persuades others. In the same manner, we meditate upon his word. We gain wisdom in order to fulfill the calling on our lives. This is the most exciting part of Christianity. We get to brag on God and all he has done for humanity. Think about how good he is and your heart to please him. He has called you. He has given you the message of reconciliation. Will you begin to walk in it? I encourage you to answer the call. I encourage you 
to reach out to others. I encourage you to share the message of reconciliation. Share with someone today. And as always, may our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be with you. And until next time, may God truly bless you.